Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Perth to Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to heart of Midlothian Football Club. The Jambos moved eight points clear in third spot in the Scottish Premiership due to the midweek matches and joining me, Adam Kennedy, to discuss the men in maroon sweeping St Johnson aside at Tynecastle is Mr Daniel McIver. How are we mate? Good. It's Daniel McIver with something in his eye, so it's a great start <laughs> to the podcast. I'm doing very well. Um, it was an interesting night last night as we sit here on yeah. the 19th and record this, and I'm very much looking forward to discussing it. How are you? I, I'm, I'm good, mate. I think interesting is the very, uh, probably the most diplomatic way of putting it, yes. Um, more, more on that to come, but first yeah. of all, we are going to go around the grounds, um, as of course, they were the first matches back after the winter break. The fans were back in stadiums. Um, and we're going to discuss briefly um, the six matches that obviously took place in Scotland's top tier. The first of which was a clash between and Hibernian uh, at Celtic Park, the home side winning by two goals to nil in Glasgow. Um, and then, of course, there was the quintet of Tuesday fixtures, of course, Hearts being involved in those. Um, Aberdeen and Rangers played at a one-all draw at Pataudry. Uh, Dundee United lost at home to St Mirren by two goals to one. Bit of a shock there. Uh, Levy got the better of Dundee 2-0 at the Tony Macaroni. And Ross County did us a massive favour in beating Motherwell 3-1 in Dingwall. Um, what did you make of the Monday night match, the Tuesday night matches? Because for once, it seems as though the stars have actually aligned in Hearts' favour. I can't believe what I'm seeing. It's weird, isn't it? It's Don't get used to that, folks, I tell you. No, exactly. Oftentimes we're sat going, right, yeah, we've won, but oh, cool, everybody else around us has also won sound. Um, I actually watched the full 90 minutes of Hib Celtic, and... Oh, sorry, I... before you get into this, how is the only Monday night fixture not on the box? I don't know. But is one of the five on the thing... Tuesday is... Is it not that thing where it's like they can only show certain amounts of games for specific stadiums so they don't want and to waste a Celtic and, Park oh. game against Hibs when they'd rather have it for nonsense. It's no great, is it? It's really... But really sorry. No great. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> it's all right. My main takeaway from that game, apart from how funny Kevin Nisbet's miss was, <laughs> was um, that Maeda might be the fastest player I've ever seen in Scotland and Hatate is an unbelievable player already, and I'm terrified about them coming this coming Wednesday night. That'll so be that's fun. Gonna be, that's going to be some laugh. Um, Ross County Motherwell was kind of the game I paid most attention to because of obviously Motherwell of being our nearest rivals, and I was very surprised to see them lose three one to ten man Ross County, especially considering it was one all at the time of the red card. Um, the main takeaway from this is that Reagan Charles Cook is really, really good at football. I would love for Hearts to sign him. Yeah, he should probably be at a better club than Ross County. And Jordan Roberts scored a wonder goal, so I have no idea what's happening there. Hearts, yeah, so uh, well, that, 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 funnily you mentioned Jordan Roberts there, because I was going to say Hearts could have and have done a lot worse than signing somebody like Reagan Charles Cook. Namely, Jordan Roberts, who <laughs> produces that from absolutely nowhere. I think... I think looking at the midweek games as well, it's funny. I thought that Livy and Ross County, I think everybody thought that those were going to be the bottom two. Now I'd be amazed if they were sucked into that, given how poor Dundee and specifically St Johnston are. 
I, di- I didn't think they were going to get relegated. If you cast your mind back, I thought Dundee United were going to get relegated. <laughs> Which, in fairness, they're now going towards that as they were awful against St Mirren. There was a wonder, another amazing goal for that young guy Henderson. And that's it. And my, and my Livy shout at the start looked as though it was actually going to gain some legs, and then they've picked up. Like yeah. I, I did actually fancy them to beat Dundee just because I think Dundee are terrible. The only and also, score that I got bang on was Celtic beating Hibs on the Monday night. Oh, look at so you! We'll take that first game back. Very good right. one back. But the the five it's, fixtures on Tuesday did me. Ah well, it's fine. Dare worry. The biggest thing about Livingston is that I've seen from a Livingston fans is that the novelty of playing a striker actually means that you score goals. Because Bruce Anderson wasn't getting anything, and then he's come in, and since he started playing, they've just kind of done well. Because we were playing like Andrew Shinney up there for a little bit as well, yeah. and then. I think now they've recalled Joel Nubley from Arbroath, who was yeah. doing bits earlier on in the season, and they've signed that boy from Villa, whose name I can't pronounce. I, oh, I, I, I think Livy, Livy will be all right. They will. I and say then the through game, teeth. Yeah, you hate, you're <laughs> gutted about that. But, but hey, <laughs> well, this is what I was going to get into. I will happily sacrifice St Johnston for Livy just for one more season. I, I can, I can deal with that. <laughs> and then Aberdeen Rangers. Aberdeen actually looked really good, and Rangers were kind of. I know this can be another situation where it's just like, I've only seen sports scenes, so I haven't seen the full game. But just on the account of that, Rangers were kind of lucky to get a point from that game. I know there was the debate about the fact that the ball was moving for the penalty, but it's Aberdeen in January, man. The fact it didn't move more is ridiculous. And then Kent sending off was stupid. Uh, lots and, lots yeah. of refereeing complaints from a, a Rangers perspective. I think Clyde One Super Scoreboard has been booming, let's just say. There, was, there seemed to be complaints about every single referee in every single game. I saw. We're going to come to that in ours. Oh, as we well. absolutely oh, my will. Goodness. But I saw in the Dundee United St Mirren game, friend of the podcast Andrew Petrie was doing the coverage for sports, sports scene. scene, and he was saying that a load of folk were like, "It's one of the worst refereeing performances they'd seen." Whoever the ref was. That's right, because I, th- I, th- I think United were denied a stonewall penalty. A stonewall penalty. Like how, yeah, I can't, was it Alan Power, I think, makes the challenge on somebody in the box? Yeah, is it Harks, on, maybe? I think it's actually Fuchs, because oh, he loses it? the ball, and then he just kind of goes through. <laughs> the, the only thing I saw from that game was the, the young boy Jay Henderson's goal. What a first yeah, senior a goal, goal that is. Yeah. Um, but I've got, I've got to say something before we get into chatting about the Saints game. I've seen lots of praise for the manager on Twitter here. I I'm going to join in said praise, and this is a remark. This is a big step for me. I think because we're in that new year, I'm going to try and adopt a new mindset. Um, Saturday's massive. Don't get me wrong. And come Saturday <laughs> afternoon, if we're done doing the cup, things could change very quickly. Um, but I thought that Robbie was fantastic in his pre-match presser um, ahead of the Saints game, um, reiterating the fact that it was always about collecting three points in this match rather than a certain player moving on who we'll we'll no doubt come to. Um, And I thought that he handled the scrutiny that he was put under remarkably. Um, Let's face it, it's not just been coming from journals, it's been coming from the vast majority of the fan base last season myself included I don't know if vast majority is a good way I'd say a loud proportion of Twitter but I don't <laughs> know if the majority of the well, fan base is fair to say 
Even after the cup defeats last season? That's what I was about to say. After the cup defeats, probably. But then, as a season as a whole, uh, yeah. I would say... Okay. It's, uh, okay. I, say even maybe a I took, maybe, I took, maybe I took the cup games in isolation there. <laughs> but, what, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, previously, I've been upset by Robbie's remarks on, on numerous occasions last season. I genuinely thought that he was winding me up with some of the nonsense that he was coming out with. But I thought that batting away all the chat about JS um, I think it's only right that he earns a, a massive thumbs up from me so well done Gaffer that wait hold up right first of all I'm delighted that we're at this stage that you can actually give credence and praise towards statistically the best manager in our life. Hold, hold on a second because the first spell I had no qualms with Robbie really it's more it was more the, what do you mean by really it was more it was more, really? it was more last season that was the annoyance <laughs> Right, okay. First, right, fine. But I find it weird that it's not the we've come back up and we're now third with the, one of only three teams in the week to have a positive because goal it can difference. Ch- it can change though. It can change like like of course it's we I are mean still is, in January. I think this is what a lot of folk are forgetting. Like we've got a big set of fixtures coming up. Of and course, that's, but I think the point that's is, why it's is, only just setting in. What if we no. if we come out of these games? In a healthy position, then I'm eating humble pie. That's no, fine. I, think I, I can admit that. There is an element of the support that thought we might go back down at the start of this season. Where did you have us to finish in your preview? Because I had us fifth. Seven. And that was before we made any signings. Yeah, right. But, so but, that, but that's, the, that's the caveat, though, isn't it? Like, you said that right. exactly that. So the, the addition of Joe Savage coupled with Robbie Nielsen is ultimately what's... Like, I don't think it's fair to solely blame it on Savage or solely... or so, Not blame, but solely praise Savage. You can't use Nielsen. one or the other. Yeah, exactly. I, I, think, right? I think the two go in tandem. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. But, but it's still I early think, days. I think a lot of people have jumped on the Joe Savage bandwagon and kind of go, well, it doesn't matter that he's only been here a few months. He can do no wrong, but Robbie, he still needs to prove to us. I, 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 can't, I can't dispute that either. It's just... Let's focus on the fact that you've actually given praise to him and we can build from and this. And realise that it's still January. I am still bricking it for the weekend. Have you in it? No, look, he's got a lot of making up to do in the Scottish Cup in particular for me, but we'll, we'll come to that. However, look, it's positivity for a, a good a good wee chunk of the pod <laughs> because Hearts named their first starting eleven of 2022 as they took on bottom of the league St Johnston at Tynecastle. Before we get into obviously the team selection and whatever, my pal Ewan made a great point last night in that this was the ideal fixture for Hearts to come back to from the winter break. Bottom of the league, albeit they made a couple of additions uh, within their kind of playing squad, but at home, big crowd back, everybody buzzing to be back at the football. And I'm just pleased that Hearts managed to grab the result with all these factors because you, Mr. McIver, were somewhat. I don't know. I I don't know. Pessimistic? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit pessimistic or thought that it would be an anti climax. I could one all draw before this. Basically, and I was thinking, listen, it as you say, it screams of this should be a routine win for Hearts, and even we, despite being young, are old enough to know that is always a bad sign 
for Heart of Midlothian Football Club. Whenever we're up against it, that's when it's like, oh, we might do something here. Whenever it's the Just standard... one out the bag. Yeah, whenever it's the standard, like, you should win this, that's when you're worried. That's when you're like, oh, for God's sake. However, it didn't end up that way. And I'm delighted as a result. And it didn't end up that way despite an interesting selection or two. Let's right, wait, say hold on. Go on. Hold on. Because I know, I've just realised this right now. I know that we agreed to have a certain run in order. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, like yeah. okay. there's one thing we can't. Yeah. Let's just address it. I thought about trying to leave the listeners like listening to us here. We can't talk about this game without explaining the prerequisite that happened in the week. And Adam, you're the host, so I'm going to let you explain what happened during the week. During the week, it's been well publicised that... (laughs) It sounds like you're a fucking eulogy. I'm so depressed. Look, there was... A central defender of ours that was at the heart of transfer talk and speculation um, with England being perceived to be his most likely destination. However, John Souter has swapped Gorgie for Govan as he will be joining reigning champions Rangers in July upon the expiry of his Heart of Midlothian contract. Much to my dismay, much to Mr McIver's dismay and nah. much... To- and much to the Hartman Lothian <laughs> fan base's dismay. Why the... Because eh. I don't care. <laughs> I couldn't wow. give less of a shit. It makes no difference to me where he goes. So, I, listen, I get it. I totally understand. That's what I said in my tweet. I was like, I've always, since the start of this podcast, made it... It's always been clear oh, who is the bigger John Suter fan out of the two of us. Oh. We're both big fans, I, I, but you I are do. clearly in the... You like him more than I do, I do. basically. Um, but then uh, uh, my frustration also came with you liking another former centre half of ours that swapped hearts for one of the old firm. Yeah, because that guy captained us to a Scottish Cup win. What has John Souter done, apart oh, from be good for us? If John Souter beats his chest up to Anne Budge sat in the main stand, I then I can, I can put him on that same pedestal as Presley, but until then... This is the th- but this is the thing. I understand... I, whilst I disagree with the reaction to Presley, I understand it. Like, I understand why people do it, right? Whatever the reason that you want to do it, it's like, fine, I'll get that. And in fairness, I do think that he does regret that. Yeah, and he said, he said that, because obviously, as Presley says on that day, it wasn't aimed at the fan base, but he understands that it's been interpreted and has been taken as it, it was towards the to fan base. Or whatever. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I wish I'd went about stuff differently and blah, blah, blah. The Suter situation... I just, for me, you need to be like at a certain level for me to be that gutted. If Gordon was leaving us for one of the old firm, I'd be that gutted. If Boyce was, I'd be that gutted. Not our third best defender this season. Wow. Like, because Suter, on, so I saw, I, th- I think it is this. I think Suter, in his time for us, has played about 153 games and missed 102. I think it's roughly that. I might be off by a couple of games either way. But I professionally totally understand why he's done it. I kind of disagree with the people being like, why hasn't he signed on for an extra year just so we can get a transfer? What if he does his cruciate again? Or what if he does his Achilles again? That's, That's the big thing, isn't it? Because everybody talks about 
exactly that. I mean, I, I mentioned it last season on the Napier mm. podcast with Jamie and Sean. Mm-hmm. Hearts were always in a, a lose-lose situation. I think that was yeah. Jamie's point, in that had Hearts offered a deal to Sopey and then then he becomes injured again, it's like, well, why on earth with a player that's so injury-prone have you offered out that deal? And yet here he is, obviously, was excellent in our championship campaign, featuring, I don't think I don't think we conceded a goal when he was on the park. Yeah, the final six games we didn't concede. Exactly. The six games then gets back himself for. back in the Scotland squad, has that fairy tale goal against Denmark, I think it was. Um, and, and now here we are. So Jamie was right, and Hearts were always going to lose out. Yeah, and definitely. It, and from a professional standpoint, I get it. But it is a massive kick in the Harry's zone. Yeah, to us. what what a you can say is kick. that what you can say is that morally, he probably should have signed a year extension. But that's not the game we're in. Football isn't a and place it's down for to that chance. To be, a, life's life's all down to chance. Yeah, exactly. That's, but, that's deep, but uh, probably far too deep for this podcast. But I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm being totally honest. It is all chance. But this is the thing. I know. Listen, I understand that it, it's infuriating that when he had the options of Blackburn and Stoke, he chose Rangers from our perspective, right? Where it's like, you're going to strengthen a, a fellow club in the league, a club that we perceive as a rival, that we're going to be up the top of the league with, hopefully. Obviously, we're not competing with them for the title, but they're a club that we regularly will compete with, especially if you look at historically. We're often the teams that get to the latter stages of Cups, for example, so it's like, well, he could be the difference in a semi-final, a final, a quarter-final, whatever you want to say. I totally understand it. And I'm I'm very much neutral on this, so I'm not also saying I don't think the booing, for example, that we'll get onto is unnecessary. I understand why a lot of people will boo him. I understand why a lot of people will chant against him. And I'm not going to sit here and say you're wrong for doing that, because, like, listen... People who are going to support John Souter are right. People who are going to be against John Souter are right. People who are sat in the middle are going to be right. Because, it, like football, it's a game of opinions. Like, it's going to happen that way. My stance on it is just that there are players in this side I would be a lot... I would be. I would care a lot more if they left. I saw quite a few people say this. Uh, my dad, Liam Corbett, Tam, both from This Is My Story, Laurie Dunsai said it as well. The biggest miss from Souter that we're going to have is that kind of ability to take the ball out and do those big crossfield passes to Cochrane and kind of make us play creatively if we then just that's replaceable that's very replaceable because you just need to get a creative midfielder which is something that we've been saying we need all season it's not that we shouldn't have to rely on our centre half to carve out to opportunities be, yeah absolutely so when I say he's very replaceable what I mean is, is that the attributes that Suter brings to the table are replaceable it's just about whether or not we do it. If we're sat here this time next year, and in the summer or potentially January, obviously there's still a couple of weeks left, we haven't replaced that, then I think this will feel worse because it's we've not only lost someone who's done it, we've not replaced it. And but, on a free transfer as well. Yes, exactly. We're not getting anything to boost our sales going forward. But for me, it's just... It's a nightmare situation for everybody... I agree with you in what you said about Nielsen with the way he's he's been very professional about it all. He said, "Listen, Suter makes us better." So I feel I'm for him because his hands are tied. Like exactly, he, he can't he can't possibly comment on that situation given 
it's essentially with his control. He, yeah, he, exactly. he said exactly that. Hart's offered him a deal. He's knocked it back. He's decided that his future lies elsewhere. And he's made it very clear, however, on the flip side, that no player is bigger than the club. He's no. putting the club ahead. So if Suter is ending up being a detriment for whatever reason, it's not that, oh, well, John, you're really good, so therefore we'll keep playing you. No, it's that we put the club first. Nielsen's doing that just now in the sense of Suter makes us better, so therefore that benefits the club. But if Suter's effect on the dressing room, on the games, is a detriment, yeah, then, then I think it. Robbie will Robbie will be... Robbie's strong enough to go no that's it I'm benching you because also it's not like we were last season where the options behind him were Berra and Popescu now the options behind him are Haring who can fill in that role Taylor Moore who can be in that role Atkinson's come in so Smith can move across we have options that are good enough to replace Suter as well so Robbie's got that flexibility as well that also coincides with something that just talking about the gaffer again like I listened to his scars around the funnel interview mm-hmm. which I thought was excellent and he said something like you have to earn the right to play for hearts yep. which again is something that we, we have to hammer home and yes and no player is bigger than the club but this does sting um, but anyway let's get into the selection against Saints and try and put a positive let's dig me from out of this hole and try and put a positive <laughs> spin on things Um because Hearts did name their first 11 of 2022. Club captain Craig Gordon in goal. Back three of the loyal Stephen Kingsley and Craig <laughs> Calcutt, um, accompanied by the Rangers-bound rat. Um, Alex Cochran and Michael Smith started at left. No, that, right made, that made it sound like you were saying the Rangers-bound rat, Alex Cochran. You need to Sorry, see who it pause. was. Need a wee pause in there. <laughs> Actually, can we talk about Alex Cochran for a little bit? Yeah, because, please. Um, please do. <laughs> Because um, I mentioned last week that Saints videographer works down here. Oh, not this story. No, he, <laughs> he, he gave me and my jambo pal a lift there and back to Tynecastle, which was fantastic to wind him up on the, on the journey home. Um, I was waxing lyrical about Barry Mackay, as I so often do. Um, but, however, he dropped us really early, and we were walking along Wheatfield Road, and Alex Cochran nearly ran me over in his car. I was terrified. Lovely car, great motor. Then saw Aaron McInef and his nice Jag. It was nice, but come on, Alex. There's no need for that. I, I haven't slewed you on the podcast just because I don't stick up for you as much as McIver does. She wouldn't have hit me. They'd never hit you. He probably no, exactly. he probably got the front seat reserved for you. Yeah, um, I was in the car. I was telling him he hit you. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to Alex Cochran. Um, after the nearly traumatic experience started listening back uh, to be honest I'm surprised he managed to keep a heed constantly hinking over that 90 minutes I nearly hit the Perth to Paisley co-host what am I doing with my life oh, he's, he's gutted that he didn't um, yes exactly Cammy Devlin and Peter Harry started in the middle of the park as we suspected and then the front three was where a couple of eyebrows were raised um, Gary Mackay Stephen and the midfield magician Barry Mackay supporting Josh Janelli up front um, like I say very surprising selection 8 substitutes named so didn't take up the maximum 9 um, Benny Beningame we knew about but there was no places in the match day squad for either Liam Boyce eh, sorry Boyce was on the bench, Boyce um, on the bench but yeah. no Ben Woodburn I thought was strange oh, given yeah. his, his boxing day antics Um and again, following the gaffer's pre-match press conference, where I think he basically said that we were without Benny, but that was it. Um, obviously, Armin Nandwili's 
out of the picture, seemingly on the verge of a move back to France, and wasn't named on the bench. There was no debut handed to Nati Aka in the end. What were your thoughts with regards to selection against Saints, McIver? Uh, the first thing I did was check if Suter was playing. <laughs> I think a lot of people did. That was Just the had first that thing. Just scan like, down and then the fourth name was... Oh, God. Yes. Um, the biggest thing, as you say, was the... Oh, we don't have a striker on the pitch. Oh, we don't have Woodburn at all in the squad. Okay. I'm assuming... It's an injury that he must have picked up on Friday's training session because obviously the press conference gets done on Thursday. So I'm assuming it was then because I hope it's nothing more sinister than that. Like, I hope he's fine. Um, My doppelganger. Yes, exactly. Hey, you got Alex Cochran last week as well for the YouTube comments. <laughs> to be fair, it's better than Rafa Jelak that I suggested. I knew there was that's a player true. that I thought, I thought of that's in that strip, true. but oh my God, bad memories. I think... I was happy, generally. I was happy that Cochrane was in. I was happy that Smith was in. I was happy that Halkett was fine after his injury against Ross County that forced him to come off. Obviously, we'll get to what happened later on with Halkett, but generally, he was fit enough to start and complete the majority of the game. And I was hesitant with the front three. I trusted Mackay, but I didn't trust his other two partners. No, and I, I again shared that um, exact same concern. <laughs> yeah, I know that... What was the other game? Was it United where Josh Janelli started up front? Yeah. Yeah, and and it seemed to work all right that day. That, that was the only sort of thing that was playing over in my head, is that we've seen Gino contribute up front, albeit not score that day, but still, I still look lively. And, yeah, but... I think I, I was look any doubts that I had heading into the game were put to bed pretty early on. I actually thought we made a, a decent start. There was a yeah. chance where I thought uh, your first goal scorer bet was going to come in because Barry so McKay switches play from left to right, looks for Alex Cochran. Um, I've said my piece on him. Who nods over for Michael Smith, but your first goal scorer bet did not land on this occasion as the Northern Irishman is handsome, but he blazed high and wide, and that certainly was not handsome. Um, didn't didn't quite connect clearly, did he? I was like, where did the handsome bit come into, but I understand now. He is very handsome. However, yeah, he did. He just kind of, he snatched at it, and it was just really rubbish. I thought Cochrane would have shot, to be honest. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't, because Ginelli's crossed for... Cochrane in, in that United game I think it was yeah, yeah. And, and he had a decent finish that day and yeah, he's, he's popped up with a couple Alex Cochrane you, you'll have been delighted to see him start at left wing back over your man how Halliday. good was he I mean you, how good was you he? wax lyrical about Alex Cochrane more than anyone I know so the floor I is yours him. on you go I just, I just love him and I said on Twitter I'm going to be a mess I'm going to be more gutted about Cochrane leaving than I am with Suter leaving because Suter and it's the same with Haring Haring I think is out the door and I'm going to be furious with that Suter he's got to be next I know that we've been <laughs> offering you know deals aplenty Big Pete's got to be next surely. he has to be because Suter felt unavoidable it's like well Suter's obviously leaving Haring is very avoidable Cochrane I don't know he's out of contract with Brighton obviously but I don't know how badly he wants to stay with us he's obviously doing very well but I think a part of that could be well I'm doing really well so I might get an opportunity at Brighton I don't know I just love him he's so consistent in his quietness 
He's often, I think the reason, and you're right that you're saying that I speak about him more than a lot of people, because I think a lot of people just don't notice him, because he, he just does everything so quietly. It's just like, yep, clean that up. Goes about block, his business. Mass. Lovely. Yeah. It's so consistent, and he's such a reliable player to have. It's like, oh, Cochrane's playing, so therefore I'm not worried about that entire area of the pitch, and that's so relieving, not only as fans, but for players, because it allows Kingsley, who's his partner closest there, to kind of go, I can play with a bit more freedom. Gordon knows that he's got an out ball there at all times. We do look a lot more competent with him in the side than out, and I know that there's that yeah. stat, I think, kicking about where Hearts haven't lost this season, I, I, I don't think, when Andy Halliday started. So, look... Uh, you're not a fan of Halliday. You are a fan of Alex Cochran, as as am I. And again, I, I'm with you. I feel as though we are a lot more assured when he's in the team as opposed to not. Yeah. Um, of course, from that Smith chance, a minute later, the first contentious decision, we've obviously touched on the officials. Um, Big Pete, again, at the heart of it, nods down for Barry Mackay. Karate kicks in search of Josh Janelli, who goes down under the challenge of Liam Gordon in, uh, after the sprint race. Penalty for you, Chief? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I was I, screaming for it. Yeah, I thought so at the time. In the actual moment in the ground, I thought it was a penalty. And then, watching sports scene, I agreed with Foster in what he was saying, where he was like, you could argue Gordon gets a bit of the ball but he gets the majority of Gino as well. He's not in control of where he's going. No. And Gino is about to... You see Gino's leg go back to about to strike. And then Gordon just comes in. That's like a clear-cut penalty. That's that's the key thing for me. The whole about to strike and our hesitance to shoot. My frustration, and this was a common occurrence in the first half in particular is our reluctance to shoot in certain situations. Mm -hmm. We often yeah. attempt to walk it in as opposed to just pulling the trigger and getting a shot away. I, I think, I don't know, this this might seem daft, but I think it's imperative early on that you at least test the opposition goalkeeper. I know Xander Clark's established another one whose future seems seemingly lies away from McDermott Park, but test them early doors and see what they're made of if they can handle that bigger crowd. I agree with that generally, but I think in this instance, Gino's right to do what he does because in his head he's thinking, "It's a stone I just need to get yeah. He's like, "I just need to get Gordon close enough to me that he's going to make a contact, and I, I should be able to get a penalty." What 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 I was fascinated to, to think was I wanted a penalty that game because Boyce wasn't on, which meant Suter would have been, would have been yeah, on yeah, yeah. penalty. Could you imagine him? <laughs> oh my god, that would be fascinating. Uh, yeah, if on because, Saturday because what, we get one. Yeah, like what what happened? Like, does everybody like? I was booing him, but I'm not even sure what I'd do. Well, I said on up. Twitter. I said on Twitter as a joke. It was like everybody's going to celebrate. Then when they hear who it is, they the boo. <laughs> so it's like yes, and it's like it's number four, John Suter. Commence boo. <laughs> I just want to say. So let's speak about. It's that. the Rangers bound John Suter. <laughs> so let's speak about that because obviously. Every touch he had was booed, but then as the as the game went on and the more touches he got, it started having people applauding him, booing him. Chants were made, chants were made against him. And for him, I'll be honest, I'm already sick and tired of it. I was sick and tired of it within two minutes. As I said, I was neutral. I wasn't booing. So you're I wasn't just clapping. you're just wanting him going this window for your sanity, really, in it. Yeah, like I just think I think John, I'll put the cards on the table. I think John Suter was one of our best players last night. Especially in that first half. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really good. 100%. But no one is talking about that. 
all the talk is about the chance, the chance for, and the his, chance against. And his performance being overshadowed by what is inevitably the elephant, or invariably the, the elephant in the room. And that, exactly. That's, that, I think we've even said, or I've heard numerous people say it, that's part and parcel of football. It's the way, the way it works, unfortunately. The majority of fans in that stadium, whether for positive or negative reasons, were focusing on Suter, and that isn't good for the team. Whether or no. not it actually affects the team or not, it, it affects the crowd. There was reports of fighting within the main stand. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see this. that from my end. Obviously, you're Neither on the other end. No. Yeah, so I didn't see must anything. Must have been slap bang in the middle then. <laughs> the executive box was <laughs> kicking off. Um, just but by, that's just what, behind the, uh, the dugouts. I'm so not... I'm not going to sit here and say either side, either side is right or either side is wrong. What I am going to say is that I don't think he should play again, not for performance reasons. I'm not saying this from the perspective of I don't think he'll try hard enough or anything like that. I just think it is a detriment to the side. He was one of our best players last night, but people aren't focusing on that. He'll have a shocking game at some point and people will go, it's because he's leaving Rangers. He'll have a great game and people will go, see, you shouldn't be booing him and it's just a complete yeah, it's, distraction. It's, it, again, much like Hearts offering him a deal, it was a lose-lose. Or it is a lose-lose. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. I'd like to see him get a little two-minute cameo at Beachwood on Saturday, have him cup-tied for Rangers. Get that would be good. Um, but never mind. Um... We mentioned your man, Mick. Again, another double effort blocked. He's that a, was where I was like, he was Gino got in the way of, of the second one and I was furious. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful footballer. We'll get, into his, we'll get into his deal later on. But Yeah, oh, I love him. I love him so oh, much. He has to win a trophy with us. Please. That would be really nice. He's the player I want to most. Uh, yeah, Genuinely. Yeah, like, I want I him more know. than I want me. Like, I'm like, I want Smithy. I'm like, I'll not see it. It's fine, I'll miss We've it. We've accepted it. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? That's fine. But give Smith a trophy for God. And a proper trophy, no the fucking championship. And here's another player that I would love to see with a trophy with us. Barry Mackay. What a player. Um, I thought that his first Hearts goal was going to arrive. Um, received from Big Pete again. The two of them, I mean, I know that... I was going to say I know that Barry Mackay obviously did earn the plaudits and rightly so. Something about those Barnets, man, because I thought Big Pete was excellent as well. Um, yeah. And he glided past Murray Davidson, but Xander Clark equaled his effort, tipping it past his left-hand post. As much as I said that we were dominant, that was kind of the biggest chance, I think, from the early exchanges. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd, weirdly, we were really dominant, but I'd say the best two or three chances were all St Johnston, because they were all just kind of snapshots, like of their own they didn't do anything but they were regular they would play like three long balls over the top and Chief G got in every that, single time. That that was the that was the big one for me, I think, in the first half where there was one where he tried his luck from range, which was mm-hmm. an awkward one for Gordon, but he, he made it look routine. The one that you're talking about was yeah I, I Out of nothing? I, yeah, I don't know whether we're trying to play an offside trap or what the script is, but it's a it's a lovely ball from deep. <laughs> I'm assuming it's from right wing back. I can't remember who yeah, played it. That was, I... But it looped over everybody from a Hearts perspective. Um, and on another day, you, you wouldn't have been surprised to have seen that nestle pass big season. I don't know why he doesn't go far post. I don't yeah. know why he goes to go I, down. Uh, bo- both of his efforts post. were near post, I think. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Um, and then again, Michael Smith has a deflected effort, which Xander... Like, you must have been raging. 
I know that he's obviously won you a heck of a lot of dough in the past, but again, like that that fund could have just been topped up furthermore. I was, ab- I was absolutely furious. I will say, St Johnston, I take issue with them because Michael Smith's <laughs> odds were half. I was like, I'm St Johnston now. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly, it's entirely yeah. you're doing. Callum Davidson, yeah. you've got blood on your hands. Exactly, but his odds went from 33 to 1 to 18 to 1. And I was, 18s? I was, I know, Come because on, it, who's that it's with? Like, Sky. Uh, Sky. Because St. Johnston are so rubbish, it was like, well, I think Craig Auden must have been about 10 to 1. Uh, to be honest, uh, it was like, <laughs> anybody can score against this lot. All I'm going to say is, and I said it before we came on here, Auchinleck, last I saw, were 12 to 1 to beat Hearts on, on Saturday with Sky. Um, shambles but no matter because your frustrations with Michael Smith my frustrations with the other nine outfield players and Michael Smith (laughs) having not scored were put to bed early on in that second half Um, Barry Mackay slides through Josh Janelli puts on the afterburners no wait 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 wait, wait. go on focus on the pass that pass is like exquisite Picture perfect. Both of them. Through a channel. Yeah, exactly. They're both great. But that one, he gets it perfectly weighted in between the defender and Gino so that Gino doesn't have to do anything except run. I said it on Twitter. Hearts do make me look like a numpty from time to time. But that is is comfortably my best shout to sign Barry McCann. It had to happen at some point. That's it. You had to get one. (laughs) That's it. Thank you. Third time lucky, I think, at least. Um, oh, wonderful, isn't he? Just great. Regret not getting a picture with him at Bucks Bar, but I did tell him. <laughs> that would him, have been the most embarrassing thing. I did ever. tell him three points at Easter Road, that's all I'm after. Um, but he has been exceptional. And again, having not scored in that first half with that chance that Clark tipped past the post, I, I just love that, again, he seems to just not let it phase him. And, yeah. and as much as it would be easy for him to be selfish with wanting that first goal. Totally selfless. And as you say, beautiful ball. Josh Janelli chucks the afterburners on. And like I say, it's a cool, calm, composed finish past Xander Clark, who himself is a top keeper in and around that Scotland squad, albeit doesn't get a game ahead of you-know-who. But, yeah, I, I was I was very pleased that we made our perceived pressure count. So I said on Twitter at halftime... That JMS and Gino were offering nothing. You and, and countless others. I saw you yeah. get stick for it. I was also frustrated given that front three, but I'll let you. So, this is the case. thing, right? People, as you say, I got a lot of stick for that. As if it. Him doing well in the second half didn't erase the fact that he didn't do well in the first half. It's not. Like, both things can be true. Yeah. And <laughs> I put a caveat in that tweet that I was like. JMS and Gino have offered nothing, but in part, that's because we were just pumping long balls up to them, and I have no Thank idea you. why. Gary Mackay Stephen in particular, at least oh, look as though you're going to jump. But, but honestly, Nielsen... he's just letting the tower. Like the St Johnston centre halves, Jamie McCart, Liam Gordon, the boy that made his debut last night, Dan Cleary, mm-hmm. all massive. JMS doesn't even look interested to go up for the ball, he's just letting them power over him so easily in fairness though in fairness though I do kind of get it where he's like well I'm yeah, obviously no... not gonna but what sort of mentality is that but if, you, if, you, think... if you're adamant you're gonna be second best then what's the point this is the thing though Nielsen always says the reason he starts 
that front three in particular is because of the pace and the, the kind of the skill that they have with the ball at their feet. And he always says, especially when we're coming up against a back four, that it's to get in behind. I don't think we should be doing that with balls over the top. Because in that first half, we never really looked like we were going to do anything. Is where we would start playing it round them and played penetrating passes on the ground. And my annoyance was when we interchange so early on. Yeah, absolutely. If that it, is. If that it is comes at a later stage because something's not like this is where they can't win because it either comes too early or it comes too or late. Too late. <laughs> like yes, it's never going to come exactly when we want it. But I just think like. At least stick with something for a little piece before we eventually change. But absolutely, but second half it, it didn't. Twenty matter. seconds in, yeah. Twenty seconds in, we exactly. play a through ball on the ground, and it means that none of that St Johnston with, back line is going Ginelli, to be able to keep up. Gino. I, I mean, I I know that it, it does like appear on the right hand side of the box, but that's him probably the most central that he had been because again he drifts yeah. constantly, and then it's up left to like. Barry McKay to come centrally or GMS to come over and then there's nobody on the left. Well, Nielsen said that. Nielsen was like, in the first half we played him as a number nine and he didn't do anything. Then we moved him out wide right and he scores twice. Honestly. Oh, give paracetamol a sir, he'd. Right. I know. Uh, but, but, 1-0, come on. That's it. Shut, shuts a lot of us up because, yeah. look, I, I even said it as well at, at half time. I thought this proves why we are crying out for a centre forward. Um and Wait a now, wait a now, wait a now. Why do, why why has it been left to me to tell my experience of the goal, Adam? Why don't you tell people how you viewed the goal? Um because all of us staring at was a uh, Scotch pie that I wrongly received after I'd ordered a steak pie. <laughs> you even got the wrong yeah. pie. You missed that. Arms are tight bastards. Me. They charged me an extra thirty pence for the wrong pie. Honestly, these clowns at the kiosk, they're asking I've for never it. had a steak pie for Tancastle. I've only had a oh, scotch pie. Steak pie's good gear. I've heard that it's Sorry, good sorry pies, if you're actually. hungry and you're listening to this. <laughs> I haven't I finished working. Your... I like the scotch oh, pies oh. as well. I like the scotch pies. I know that you and me had an incident where you had the worst scotch pie oh. ever at Tancastle. Don't, don't even get me started. But again, I, had a great I, th- one, though. I thought I was going to bite into a lovely steak pie, so I was under when it was <laughs> a scotch. class. So. And then you missed the goal. Yeah, I missed the goal. So hearts have well and truly pulled my pants down. Having made the journey up from air of all places. Oh no! You keep acting on. like you're on a seven-hour journey. You're like an hour away, mate. Uh, to be fair, and it was on St Johnston's money. So thanks for that. Aye, exactly. <laughs> so fuck it. You're lucky you got a pie at all. Um, but again, like, like we were touching on. I didn't see Gino's goal, so when I heard it was him, I was like, oh, that's great. He's, he shut me up and made me look like an umpty. Because I have been vocal in my criticism of Josh Ginelli, but again, I think I think this goal actually sums it up and why I get frustrated with him. Because when he does the simple things well, he is a genuine asset. You know, he's, bl- he's got blistering pace. And my frustration comes from maybe when he's out wide, he sometimes tries to overdo it, or his delivery's not really on point as as a centre forward in behind how many quick Scottish Premiership centre halves do you think that there are realistically yeah. chances are he's always going to have the better of them so why not exploit them and again like I say the three St Johnston lumps get it in behind them at their feet and see what see what can happen if Gino had a choice to take on Liam Gordon there he would have of course he, he would have but he didn't have the choice and it was a positive thing <laughs> Learn from this 
Like, Josh, come on. Look, simple things. <laughs> simple things well. Don't overcomplicate. Football is a simple game. My dad says that to me all the time. All, all these phrases, overcomplicating things. Football is a simple game. Get in behind, Gino, and things will happen. It does help when you've got Barry Mackay feeding your ball. And when the balls are as fantastic as that. Oh, what a player. Oh, fantastic. Um, however, St Johnston pass up a golden chance to equalise. Michael Halloran bursts down the right, feeds in Stevie May. One of the worst attempts on goal I have ever seen. At Tynecastle this season, it. Uh, uh, he just rolled it towards. Talk him. about tame, embarrassing. How does what's happen? How does Chris Kane not me? start for St Johnston? Uh, Seriously, literally, right? <laughs> See when Chris Kane and Glenn Middleton came on, I turned to my brother and was like, "How did neither of them start? It they make them a me. better team." <laughs> Chris Kane in particular, like we were talking about Ben Woodburn's exploits on Boxing Day. Did you see his header against Celtic? Unbelievable finish. Don't get that at all. Um, But then Barry Mackay, again, I talk about team efforts, slips in GMS this time, forces a save from Xander Clark. However, Josh Janelli goes down when trying to connect. I think it's from a challenge from Murray Davidson. Talked about the earlier incident for the penalty. Is this another stonewaller that Nick Walsh has missed, McIver? He lunges in! He two foot jumps <laughs> it's in! actually astounding. And injures himself. <laughs> he hurts himself in the process. I think a part of it is that Gino doesn't make a noise about it. He doesn't... I think if Gino goes, that's a penalty, and like goes down, we get that. But you shouldn't have to do that. You should have competent referees. Nick Walsh... Is one of those referees where he's like, I'm the referee, so I'm in charge. There was a moment in the first half between Haring and May, I was speaking to Tam on Twitter about this, where they just came together. That was it. There was a little coming together about 20 minutes in. So both the one got looked up. as though he was going to book Big Pete as well. So, both of them got up and just went to move on. Walsh brought them both back, spoke to them, and looked like he was going to book here. Yeah, I, 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 know, like, I know the, re- the uh, incident that you're referring to now. And both of them Shambles. were standing like, what like this isn't anything but it's properly like Nick Walsh being like I'm in charge you have to listen to me he has no control of a game the amount of times their fullbacks were just taking yards at a throw in constantly and he just kept laughing about it and it's like that's ridiculous this was a debate that we were having amongst the boys last night not, not that anybody's a fan of Scottish referees in particular but if, if you had to give me a quick top three as to who your worst are. Oh. Eh. Uh, I not. I noticed how you were panicking as though I was going to ask for the best. <laughs> I don't think that's applicable. Like, it's just who nah, are the worst. I think the three that immediately came to mind there were Nick Walsh, Kevin Clancy, and... Bobby Madden. Oh, yeah, Bobby Madden. Yeah, Aye, 100%. They, the 100% three. agree. Terrible. Absolutely I might bad. be forgetting someday going, oh, I just... We will really get a pass for you. I think he's he's he likes to flash a red card quite often, but he's but this I wouldn't say any of them are good. I wouldn't say any of them get a pass. Oh, but no I'd way. say this this season especially, I've noticed them more. I don't know what it is. Like <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it can't it can't just be that the fans are back though. That can't no because uh, I include like past few years and stuff like that. Like I don't remember even a few years ago because it's not even like. 
we are doing badly, so we're blaming refs. That often happens where it's like, oh, teams who are doing badly, they can be accused of yeah. like, just blaming refs. They're quick to are. pinpoint like, the officials when it's like, in reality, you're just shit. Yes, exactly. But we are third and having a class season and every and game we're still can angry. come out and go... I'm, I'm yeah, still angry every week. I genuinely yeah. don't think there's ever been a perfect week where I've had nothing to moan about. Nah, I, exactly. I'll come to another little annoyance that I had later on. However... Let's talk about the second goal because the first was nice. The second is even better. Primarily because I could see it. <laughs> I was about to say, I think the first goal is better. Do you? I think it's, the, it's a better goal purely just because of the passage of playing movement and there's no mistake from St Johnston. It's just us playing really well. I think the quite second an... requires more skill, if I'm honest. But that's the thing. I think Barry Mackay is more impressive in the second as goal is, because as of is his for me because I, true, look, yeah, I, I true. know that it's another slack pass from Saints that effectively allows us to you know go on and score the second goal my midfield magician picks up once more leaves those two clowns Nadir Chifchi and Michael Halloran <laughs> that was great the amount of times that I've rewatched that clip is embarrassing I, I howl every single time um, evades both coolly slips in Josh Ginelli and like I say He's out wide again. A fantastic first time finish into the top corner across Sander Clark. Two zip, seals the deal. I'm delighted because I've seen a goal in the flesh. Happy days all round. Brilliant. What is Sander Clark doing, by the way? He makes himself smaller. I don't understand it. I don't I don't know, because he's a big boy. He's an imposing yeah. goalkeeper. But I'm with you. He seems it seems like he almost slides forward and goes to deck too easily yeah it's really really weird. Um, weird fair play to me for being worried about Chief Chi and all he does is miss two great chances and then American dump tackle his own player to st- help uh, us score what I will say is I've said that Dundee and St Johnston will be the bottom two there is a part of me that thinks if they can feed Chief Chi off what we saw yeah he'll get goals he'll score goals this season for them but, definitely but it, I don't know maybe it's too late I don't know. I don't know. It may be, but it shouldn't be taken away from how good Barry Mackay's run is. Like, I know they fouled him, each other, but he's already passed them. It's not like... See you later. They, Thanks for coming. Not, yeah. It's don't not let like the door hit your arse on the way out. Goodbye. It's not, it's not like it happens in front of him and then that gives him an opportunity. He's left them both and then they just fall <laughs> over, which makes it funnier. Because it's, you know it's to add insult go, to injury. Like when it goes to that poor quality Scottish football, yeah. That, yeah. that page is gold. Um, but listen... Josh Ginelli, let's just constantly play him against St Johnston because he's got three, three goals this season and they're all against them. And three good goals. Yeah, they're all really well done. And they're all really simple where he just ran <laughs> and shot. Thank you. Thank you. Simple things, Josh. Simple <laughs> things. But yeah, that was it. I, I turned to my brother and was like, that's it. That was, it. that was it. Yeah. And listen, the icing could have been on top of the cake. Had your man, your love child. I had him for any any time goal scorer as well. How much you have on it? Two pound twenty back. Ooh, nine to one, fairly. Yeah, not bad. Um, again, Barry Mackay at the heart of everything. <laughs> oh, he's so good. Um, slips in Cami Devlin, your love child. Is it a frustration that he's gone near post? Do you think? Uh, and uh, this is just something daft that I took away from it. But when Hearts post about. 
like his parents coming over for the game does that play in his mind thinking mum and dad are here I've got to score or do you not think well, I don't know the ball's a wee bit behind him oh, always from leaving the, to his defence that's, that's from the man himself oh, oh, of, course, well, of course he's going to say that he's not going to say oh do you know what it was inch perfect for me no but he did he was like nah but I tripped over he was like, "That's what it was." He was like, "I tripped over the ball again," and I was just like, "You know what, mate? A decade, he could, he could score. It. Say against Talbot, he could score three on goals, and I'd find positives in the finishes. Like, I just love him. Because you, you've dead. got a tenner on them at twelve to one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. But oh my god, I just. He's just so good, Adam. He is. He's amazing. He is. He is. Uh, do you know what? I was watching him, right, and I don't know whether this was just me. There was a couple passes where he tried to play a little bit too ambitiously for my yeah. liking. Like, he hooked one over. I, I, I want to say that he was down by the Wheatfield stand and he hooked one over to literally nobody. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Like, simple he things, Cammy. Simple things. He gets too excited. He does. That's the problem. He's nuts. He's like he's us. He's, it's he's like the most if we were hearts player I've ever <sighs> seen. He doesn't seem to be in control of his body at times, where he just kind of like will fly into challenges. I don't mean he leaves his feet. I mean his whole body goes into the challenge. Like he'll swing his arms around and move his chest with it. it it's twenty to I nine won't... now. I'm I'm adamant that he's not shutting down for another four hours at least. <laughs> just I'm. I'll be furious, right? If there's chat about going well. Benny's back, should we drop Devlin or Haring? No. Benny has to wait until one of them isn't good enough or we move to a, di- a little triangle of a three. And have big yes. Pete at the, at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Robbie says, you've got to earn the right to play at Hearts. And yeah. that was that was it. Those those 11 did their job. My frustration, I'm, I'm going to dig up here because the substitutions were a bit of a weird one for me. They were very weird. Don't get it. Not the Taylor Moore Halkett one because no, that was necessity. That, that was out of that was one of the th- or the only of the three normal ones. Who can Gary Mackay Stephen? That's okay. fine. That's fine. You and Henderson's back his loan from Aloe. Maybe give him a wee run out. Not yeah. n- not the worst idea in the world. Aaron McInef coming on. I like McInef. Not a centre forward. Why is he playing centre forward? Um, and Barry Mackay coming off again. Fine, protect the prince. I'm all yeah. for that. Andy Halliday at left wing. <laughs> Nathaniel Atkinson is there and has played right wing regularly. So shift Gino across and play Atkinson. Andy Halliday at left wing at home to bottom of the league at St Johnston. We finished, I literally said out loud, I cannot believe we're finishing this game with a front three of Andy Halliday wide left, Gino wide right, and McInef as the centre forward like why not give Atkinson a run out or Finlay Pollock or a boys bring boys now's the ideal time to bring boys back to action no pressure on them to score a goal a little 20 minutes under your belt ahead of a big game on Saturday and a massive game in the league next week but no or you and Henderson who's back in the side and like and I say just H- like Henderson just give him a chance yeah do not understand it but however we're done with that Saints. How bad is St Johnston? Terrible. How bad is St Johnston? Terrible. Terrible. I can't believe. What's happened? Uh, uh, is it that we? I said this last night. Is it because we're back? 
Last season, we won the heat, and they were like, right, hearts are gone, we're going to be amazing. Now hearts are back, they're like, shit. No, because because they've got a decent record at McDermott against us. Decent's putting it lightly. That's that's why I'm. Uh, that's why I'll be delighted to see them go. Goodbye. Yeah. Don't need you in my life. Terrible ground, multicoloured seats, no atmosphere, no. Why? Fans. Uh, why do they have multicoloured seats? I've always wondered this. Just What's make the reason. Just make that? them all blue. Just make them all blue. You play in blue. Why are the yellow and red and grey seats? Honestly. It's no wonder Scottish. It's no wonder Neil Doncaster can't get a sufficient TV deal when they look at the stadia and go yellow and red seats for a team that plays in blue. Grow up, St Johnston. Honestly, that's the main reason, folks, oh. that we've not got a multi-million-pound deal. St Johnston's must. It's you're seats. doing, St Johnston. Callum Davidson must condemn. Right. Callum Davidson nearly broke our dugout last night. By the way, <laughs> no wonder. I'd be, I'd be raging. 81st minute, he punched that thing like it. Like I thought he was just trying to put his fist through it. Um, just a madman. But however, another bit of mad news, but fantastic news. Do you know what? In fact, we're 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 gonna wrap up soon. How about you just give me a word on like these transfer dealings or contract renewals? How does that okay. sound? We, we can. Okay. The first word that comes into your head. Just we'll go off them and we'll reel off the departures, um, but the contract extensions first because Stephen Kingsley has, of course, put pen to paper a three and a half year deal that will see him pull on the maroon jersey until the summer of 2025. At 27 years of age, I am astounded that we've managed to tie him up in prime time. Your thoughts? Unbelievable. Fantastic. Next one. Michael Smith <laughs> also has put pen to paper. We were adamant that it would come through the supposed appearance clause that he has in his contract however he has signed a one-year extension keeping him at Tynecastle until the summer of 2023 again joins Craig Gordon Craig Halkett Stephen Kingsley all committing their future to the men in maroon your thoughts on Smith signing on dad sticking around brilliant <laughs> that was that was three but I had to get that in. dad sticking dad <laughs> right fantastic and then the departures, um, Harry Stone has been loaned to Albion Rovers after an unsuccessful spell, let's say, at Partick Thistle. Your thoughts? Cool. <laughs> Jordan Roberts has departed Hearts from Motherwell, scored an absolute raker up in the Highlands <laughs> in midweek for the Steelmen. Your thoughts on that departure? He can fuck off. That's four. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last one, obviously you're not really all that bothered, but John Suter to Rangers. In a word. Yeah. One word. Meh. Meh. Interesting. Cool. Somebody else. Who's the, who's the other departure? What, big Nando yeah. out the door? It's not official yet. Oh, yeah, well. But... Nando to Lamont linking up with Loic Demur. Demur! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, French boys. Oh, forget he's still contracted. Just... Yes, he is. <laughs> He'll be back next season for the Champions League. Cannot wait. Oh, my God. He's going to feature in pre-season. And then we yes, he and... is. Oh, Jesus. Cannot fucking wait, lads. Come if on. If he gets a European appearance under his belt, well, That would be the best moment of our that life. That will be an embarrassment. Oh, it would be I incredible. will consider switching teams. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. We've had, obviously, the Saints win, the Suter situation, the contracts, the departures, but it is a massive weekend. The Scottish Cup, the greatest cup competition in the world, is back. 
Heart of Midlothian travel to East Ayrshire to take on the Real Madrid of the juniors, Auchinleck Talbot <laughs> FC at Beechwood Park. Talbot are going well, have won 16 of their 21 West of Scotland Premier matches this season. Only losing twice, they are eight points behind Pollock with four games in hand. Non-league team, so I'm not going to mention last season. This is going to be a trickier task than most will expect, isn't it, Daniel? It's a non-league away tie in the Scottish Cup in winter. We've been here last year. I'm not, and I didn't even know any of these stats that you just said. That somehow made me less confident than I already was. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm Thanks. terrified. Uh, I'm absolutely terrified. Can I just say, as much as I'm terrified, I'm buzzing for the day out. That's going to be brilliant. Well, I've not got a ticket, so if anybody has a ticket, are you wanting one? Chuck me it. I'd, I'd appreciate it. I can, I can get you one. Not a problem. Well, we've got that sorted. The day's going to be a success then. It's going to be great. But, oh my God, I just... (laughs) What's your thoughts? Because, look, 18-19, swept past Talbot comfortably at Tynecastle under the... Aidan Keener, I was there. So was I. What a man. God, Aidan Keener amongst the goals. Jesus. I went ballistically. Mitchell's deflected effort. Berra, that's right, and Keener. And then... 2012 was obviously the big one. A one-goal win was enough that day. Um, I was there as well. A, a controversial victory, to say the least. Um, <laughs> set up the greatest win in our history, though, so not not going to complain. Um, we've got a decent track record against Talbot, but that's because we played them in Gorky twice. <laughs> this is terrifying. Every time we've played Talbot in the Scottish Cup, we've got to the final is a fantastic statistic if you're watching so let's view it through that prism right let's view it through that confident prism and not the last time we played a non-league club in the Scottish Cup away from home we got beat away from home we got beat in winter I don't know what's going to happen this is why I'm I'm still this is why I'm 90% there with regards to overall appraisal of the gaffer and coaching team I'm nearly there but just not quite because this terrifies me. This really does. I am. This is, I'm going to cover Talbot just in case because that could be horrendous. It's either going to be another game like the one. I think it's going to be like two of the the other two ties. Either we dominate them and it's fine, and after it we go. What were we worried yeah, about? That was this routine, is now our Or it's like the 2012 game where it's so tight and it's on a knife edge for most of it. And I think the the 2012 game for me we played a couple young lads that day if my memory serves me yeah we did it was first choice that 4-0 it has to be a first choice 11 for me There's, that was the frustration with Brora in that we rested a number not all the first team I will say but a number of first team players Robbie cannot cannot no. possibly be thinking about doing that come the weekend what, what would I think be your, especially your selection Especially because I know that Robbie and internally everybody will be like, Celtic's a massive game, we need to get a result. And the fan base will obviously say the same. But if you said, would you rather beat Talbot and get beat off Celtic or beat Celtic and get beat off Talbot, I genuinely think a lot of people would rather get beat off Celtic. I know it's a big historic win, beating Celtic and takes it within six points. But Robbie surely cannot have two back-to-back exits against non-league opposition in this trophy and the cups like everybody's talking about the cup from a heart's perspective in the press anyway Uh, you cannot 
look like total numpties then by getting put out by a non-league team. Yeah. And that's, if we're being honest, like because we've opened up this gap in third, we're going to be disappointed if we don't finish third now. Yeah. Realistically. Definitely. So the cup is all we're realistically playing for at this point. <sighs> don't, don't throw that away come Saturday afternoon. Uh, come Saturday afternoon, three o'clock, if we're still in the hat, I'm fine. I'll be cool with that. I would go full strength. I'd go Gordon, Smith, Souter, Halkett, Kingsley, Cochrane, Benny, eh, Benny, Haring, Devlin, Barry Mackay, Gino, and then... Oh, he's not then, going GMS. <laughs> no, I'm not going GMS. I'm like either Woodburn or Boyce. Fair. If fit, if not fit, you and Henderson. Wow, you you give. I don't want GMS. GMS. <laughs> yeah, because he's done. You and Henderson's done very well just now, this season at lower league levels. Okay, I, I, I can't. I don't think that you and you and Henderson is the answer long term. But no, I, I can't, neither do I. I can't. I can't disagree with that team because GMS did frustrate the life out of me uh, midweek and I think that's primarily because I look at the the other two thirds of that front three who both you know Gino's bagged a couple maybe uh, and maybe maybe he'll argue that he could add a hat trick or four maybe he's not totally satisfied but two great goals and there's my midfield magician doing what he does can I just say I know that I spent most of this podcast saying Suter shouldn't play but I agree with you that we should cop tie him Oh, that would just be brilliant. That's the, so that's, 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 that's exactly the type of, of pettiness that I'm all for. Hundred percent. That that's part of the reason. If there was, if he's potentially gone by that point, obviously he's not going to be. But if just suddenly Rangers were just like, here's money, then I would play Smith as one of the centre halves and give Atkinson his debut. Would you give him his debut at Beechwood? Fuck it. He'll be thinking, what the hell have I come I know, to here? Exactly. <laughs> what is this, by the way? He thinks it's summer now, and he's arrived <laughs> in pissing wet rain, and he's first games against Ockham Lake East Ayrshire against the Ayrshire oh, Farmers. Brilliant. Right, what is your score prediction? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, how... Oh. <laughs> I said positive from here on in. Nil... Two. Routine, relatively routine. Hopefully, but I'm not gonna. I'm look. I'm not gonna be devastated with a nil one, a one two, but I'll, I've got a two goal margin. Not a classic by any manner of means. Just the fact that we've ticked another ground off the list, and we're through to the next round of the cup. That'd be sweet. You? I'm going one nil us. I think okay. it's gonna be tight. I think it's going to be a nightmare. They're going to try and make their pitch small. They're going to kick the a, shit out of us. A voice winner on his return, perhaps? From the spot? <laughs> no. I'm going Barry Mackay. This is the time? Yeah. Oh. To get us through. Do you know what? There was a part of me that thought that would be really nice, but then I remember that the Derby's coming up, and if ever there was a fixture at <laughs> Easter true. Road to get your first Hearts goal, that's the one. But we'll That's see. very, very true. Who are you going for in your two goals? <laughs> two goals... I've said Barry Mackay every week but I'll, I'll refrain this will be the week that he does oh, it'll be no. the one week <laughs> that you did I feel like if my doppelganger plays he might interesting and, and you know what to pester you the fact that it wouldn't be at Tynecastle I'll go Cammy Devlin outside no! the box no <laughs> no don't do this 
Oh, please. Barry Mackay has been neglecting my, my first Hearts goal shouts. If Cammy Devlin's listening to this and I've backed him and then he scores, I will piss my pants. That will be hilarious. I mean, obviously, I'll be fucking delighted for him, but I want it to happen at Tynecastle because he deserves that moment. It's, ha- it's happening at Beachwood now, isn't it? 100%. I say that. I also want that for Barry Mackay. I want his first yeah. goal to be at Tynecastle as well, because he deserves that as well. Because the place will go fucking mental when either of them score. Great. Look, I cannot wait for those days. It'll be fantastic. Well, thank you very, very much for listening to this episode. It's obviously a day delayed because of the game being on on a Tuesday night when we normally record. This is the point. What are we going to do for next week? Is it a Wednesday well, this is ahead the of the game? Or yeah. What are we so we don't we don't know what we're going to do yet. We don't know if we're going to record on Tuesday and then potentially release on Wednesday because then there's a chance that people could view it as to be outdated. But then we don't know if people would be okay with another a Thursday Monday recording. Would a Monday recording suit release on yeah, Tuesday? I th- yeah, I think that would probably be best. Back back to the good old days. Yes, exactly. What a novelty. So you'll get two podcasts within the space of like five days. Oh, it'll be up when it's up. Come on, give yeah, us a break because exactly. of fixture congestion. I sound like exactly. Jurgen Klopp, but Jesus. Why doesn't anybody think of the podcasters when it comes to this congestion? <laughs> Neil Doncaster, you've got blood on your hands. Exactly, it's ridiculous. But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you have enjoyed it. As always, we are Perth to Paisley on all the social medias. It's below us on the YouTube version. And that's how you can get us if you just listen to us. If you are watching on the YouTube version, please subscribe, like, comment. Last week, there was a lot of funny comments. Adam was very annoyed about some of them. It was a great laugh. But yeah, please do leave them. If you are listening to us, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. It's much, much appreciated. We're also on email as well because it is 2022. It's kind of an outdated usage, but fuck it. It's bettopaisley at gmail.com if you want to get us involved there. Adam. Where can they get involved with you on social media? They can get involved with me on all forms of social media at Adam T. Kendall. And what about yourself, mate? I am at dmckiver 22 We will be back next week at some point to discuss all the fallout of the Auchinleck game, any potential incomings and outgoings that are confirmed, and to preview the big midweek game against Selig. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Mother Jai Tees!